Hey y'all, it's your girl Tamara and I've got what? Yes, something to say. So I'm going to try to make this quick because I am so mindful of your time and I don't want to keep you on here too long. So what I want to share with you today is near and dear to my heart. It's personal. I'm putting myself out there being very transparent and raw with you, which is not always the easy thing for us to do. But before I go into this episode, I just want to say thank you in advance, you all, for your love and support of this podcast. I also want to say I apologize. I am two episodes behind because your girl been pretty busy. But anyway, I just wanted to get that out before we go in. Now, please keep an open mind about this episode because, again, it's a little sensitive. It is near and dear to my heart. So if before the sake of this episode, I would title this as my truth and I'm not ashamed. What's yours? So when when you think about that title, you think about your truth is your reality. And a lot of times we go through things in our lives where we are ashamed of some things that we either have allowed or some things that has happened to us unexpectedly or some decisions that we made that we thought were right at the time, but they really maybe weren't later on. So life is about trial and error. So let me just get into this episode and let you know, I'm going to try to keep this short because it's a very long story, but I want to keep it short. So I'm going to give you a high level summary of the story. So some of you that know me and know my family personally, you know, in 2013, my family and I stepped out on faith. We moved to another state. That's where we were being led to move um, to do. Um, everything was pointing in the direction we know. We knew for sure that we heard the voice of the Lord telling us to move. So we were obedient. And of course, you're taught, you know, you be obedient. God honors our obedience. And he does. That doesn't change. So stepping out on faith, I'm thinking we're being obedient. Um, we're going to our land flowing with milk and honey. You know, we were excited. Um, my oldest was starting his freshman year in high school. I'm sorry, his freshman year in college. And reason why I say my oldest is because um, our, our son um, is not my husband's oldest, but it's actually my oldest. Um, but our baby boy was starting his freshman year in college. So our oldest was starting his freshman year in, in college. I'm saying this backwards. Y'all know what I'm saying. The oldest was starting his freshman year in college. The youngest was starting his freshman year in high school. Are they're four years apart. And as you hear, this podcast is not edited. This is all for cusp. I just wanted to give this to you in the raw. There's no edits on this podcast. Um, my other podcasts are edited, but this one is not. Okay, back to the story. Please keep in mind, I never moved from my birthplace ever. I had always lived in where I was born and I never moved anywhere else. So this move was something that we thought, um, I mean, we thought, you know, nothing but great things. You know, that's what you think. Nothing but great things. My husband got a transfer for his job. I left the job that I absolutely loved that I had been with this company for a very long time. And I absolutely loved my job. So the hardest part of this move was leaving my job and leaving my family because my family and I are very close. And like I said, I loved my job um, and I was, you know, concerned. But 
based off of my skill, knowledge and education, I didn't think it would be difficult for me to find another job. I actually had at least 10 interviews set up. So I figured amongst the 10, I'll get a job, right? So we get there, get do these interviews, no call back. So I start calling places and I'm like, just following up on the interview that we had XYZ and they're like I'm sorry but we can't hire you some of them said just I'm sorry we can't hire you or I'm sorry we chose somebody else but then there were a couple that said they couldn't hire me because I was overqualified and I kind of snickered because I always thought when people said oh they said I was overqualified that they were lying that they were just didn't really want to say they just didn't get the job but I found that to be true Um, that you can be overqualified, but I had never experienced that because where I worked at, I worked for a very long time and I normally stay at jobs for a very long time. I don't job hop. So, um, I became sad, started to cry. I started to think we made a mistake. I, we left our stability. I left the job that I love. We had health insurance. We were pretty stable and now we move and I can't get a job. So to speed up a very long story. I, um, my husband's transfer didn't flopped. It did not go over well. So everything he was promised and told was, you know, was going to be when we get there didn't happen. So to fast forward, we start going through our savings, you know, very fast because I didn't have a job and it was a change in his income as well. So I'm not going to say that I became fearful because I didn't. I wasn't fearful because, again, I'm still thinking I'm going to get a job. I'm not concerned about this. I'm going to get a job. Well, weeks went on that I did not find a job. So then I just started applying. I knew that had to have a job. So I started applying places. And unfortunately, your girl had to start taking jobs that were um, entry level jobs. Um, But you you have to you there's times in your life where you have to do what you have to do. So that's what happened. So but be, during this time, as I was trying to get another job or get a job and work in this part time job that I absolutely hated. I love the people, but I absolutely hated the job. It was very boring. I used to want to cry when I had to go there because I absolutely hated it. But I knew that I had to work. So during this time. I was able before I started working to work on my physical health and my spiritual health health. So my hour walk in closet became my prayer closet. So if I didn't know anything else to do, I knew that I had to pray. So prayer was what I got up and did. And I did it for hours. Sometimes I fell asleep in this closet. I cried. I close the door but that was my secret place so I challenge everybody to have a secret place in your home somewhere where you can go and move remove yourself from your family and spend that time with God for those of you that are believers so to speed up this story I ended up working that job but it wasn't enough to supplement the income that we needed so then I got another job so I was working two part-time jobs at the time um we didn't have any insurance. So our youngest son ended up getting a staph infection. He played basketball and we found out later that somebody had staff and at his school. So I'm, then I got nervous because I thank God have never been without health insurance, didn't have health insurance. So 
your survival instincts go into place. So you all know, some of you do, that I am a advocate of natural hair. I'm an advocate of pretty much all things natural. So I didn't become that way though until I was living out of state. So I started researching ingredients. I made up a cream to put on our youngest son's arm, but then it wasn't, still wasn't getting any better. So we took him to the urgent care. Now I'm looking and like all we have is X amount of dollars. I hope this visit doesn't go over that amount. And mind you, I worked in health insurance for a very long time. So I kind of have a rough idea on how, how much things cost. So get in there, trying to be as humble, but sad at the same time of sharing with this doctor and the people, you know, excuse me, I don't have, we don't have health insurance. So the doctor examines his arm and I'm sorry, y'all, I'm trying to speed this up, but I feel like you need to hear these things because I'm going somewhere with this. So I, the doctor looked at his arm and he was like, wow, um, what have you been putting on his arm? So I got scared because I'm thinking they're going to call children and family services on me. I've done something. So I started emotionally explaining what I did. And he looked at me and he said, good job, young lady. And I said, excuse me. He said, whatever you've been doing is working to his arm. He said, so keep doing it. He said, but we need to treat this from the inside out as well. You've been treating it topically, but we need to treat this from the inside now. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I hope this antibiotic doesn't cost very much because we can't afford this. So those prescription cards that you guys probably get in the mail and you might throw them away. Don't throw them away, y'all. I'm telling you, we used it. My husband took it to Walmart. We only had to pay under $5 for his antibiotic, which I was like screaming happy that we were able to take care of that. So anyway, I'm going somewhere with this. So I'm sharing with you, we had no health insurance. Our cars were taken. I didn't have a job. And then I ended up working two part-time jobs. My husband's transfer didn't go over well. So we go through all of those things. And then we get hit with another bombshell. Our youngest son gets pushed in the pool at the apartment complex where we were living and drowned. Hmm. That is an emotional story. So I won't go into all of that detail, but we just thank God that he's well and he was well. And we've seen the hand of God move during that. So you bottle all of this up. And on top of that, my husband and our marriage was tried to the max was tried. So all of this, and I'm thinking we made a mistake. I began to question God. I began to become upset with God. And I'm telling you, this is a true story. All of these things happen. So I'm saying to you today that when you go through something, nothing is wasted. God doesn't waste anything. When you go through something, it's a reason. When you go through something, we've been taught that when things happen to you and it's bad, it's because you've done something bad. I'm a living witness to tell you that that is a lie. Bad things happen to good people. That's a fact. You didn't have to do anything for it to happen, but it happened. But because we were going through that, I was thinking all of the bad things. On top of that, you have people. 
and I'm not judging people, but I'm going to go there. You have religious people telling you that's why you shouldn't have moved. Um, y'all made a mistake moving. I'm telling y'all what people were saying to us that we made a mistake because they're looking at the circumstance and the situation of what we've gone through. But the bigger picture of this was I heard a small, still quiet voice say to me, you are going to come out of this better than what you went into it. Mm. If y'all getting just as happy as me on that statement right there, I could just get up and scream right now. And I'm thinking, I don't understand this, God. I'm going to come out better than what I went in. Because when you go through a process, when you go through trials and tribulations, you are beat up, you're bruised, you have bumps. You, When you're going through it, people might look at you and say, Woo, he or she is really going through. Well, I'm going to tell you something, queens and kings, if we got the men listening. No, if you're currently going through something, it's temporary that you'll come out of that. But there is a purpose and a plan behind your going through. So it people say to me now, Tamara, you're so creative. You just do this and you do that. I wasn't like this all the time, y'all. This podcast was birthed out of pain. Me sewing was birthed out of pain. Now, mind you, I used to sew with my mom, but I didn't sew for a very long time. My praise comes from pain. That song, You Don't Know My Story, is so true. When you see people and you look at the glow on them and you see the glow on them and you see the confidence in them, they weren't always like that. And I'm telling you, I wasn't always like this. But in my pain, in my storm, God was working on me. He was fixing some things on me on the inside. He was pulling things out of me that I didn't know was there. He pulled creativity out of me. He showed me you won't be a woman that's just going to speak the word. You are going to be a woman that will speak the word because you've lived the word. And I'm trying not to be preachy with y'all, but I am a preacher. I'm trying not to be preachy, but I'm just sharing with you. I hope and pray that this encourages you when we think about the subject title, my truth, your truth. I'm not ashamed. You shouldn't be ashamed. What is yours? Have we chose not to share our testimony or situation with other people in fear of them judging us, talking about us? People talked about us. Guess what? I didn't care. Why? Why should I care? What you've gone through or going through could be public knowledge. What somebody else have gone through or is going through may not be public knowledge. When people don't know what you're going through, people can walk down, walk around overly confident because it's covering up something. But when people know of your problem, you can walk around in shame. But I'm telling you right now, don't do it. Lift up your head. Put a smile on your face. Don't be shamed. Because we all go through. And if you're not going through right now, you're either getting ready to go through or you just came out of going through. But that word through, that's temporary. That means you're going through. You're not stopping. That means on the other side of going through, you win. 
That's what that means. So I shared this story because I wanted you to understand that going through is not a punishment. Going through does not mean that you're being punished. Will your faith be tested? Absolutely it will. But going through shows you, you in the raw, shows you if I can get a prayer through for everybody else and I can't get a prayer through for myself, there's a problem that I can get up and sing his praises and sing songs and it sounds good and somebody else was touched. But when I'm going through, I can't sing to myself. I'm telling you, I had to do all of those things. So be careful, as we said before, of judging other people. You don't know their story. You don't know what they went through. When I tell you, when I walk around and I smile, I've always been a smiler. I smile when I don't want to smile. I smile not even knowing I'm smiling. It's just my personality and who I am. But guess what? If that smile makes somebody else feel better, so be it. That blesses me to have put a smile on somebody else's face. So I'm going to cut this episode because I tell you all, I don't want to keep you long, but I hope that this episode has helped you set you free. Be sure to use wisdom in the decisions that you make. Everyone won't receive your truth or what you're saying. And that's okay. The old saying is the truth shall set you free. Be free, live in joy and live in peace. I love y'all until next time. This is Tamara and I've got so much more to say.